Welcome to another thrilling episode of Talite Talk. This is Casey. And this is Chris. And we are going to be doing our our annual, semi-annual, bi-annual. <laughs> I think it's like bi-annual. Uh, yeah. Our talk on the Flash and Arrow uh, DC shows. Um, we're calling this episode The Brave and the Bold because things are kind of getting a little a little crazy in the berlanti Kreisberg. Uh, world with legends also coming out and we're recording this on january the 18th and tomorrow is the return of flash and then arrow and then legends uh of tomorrow is going to premiere so this is the the prime time for the dc eu definitely um also to mention that you know supergirl is on uh it's going on as well uh, by the same producers and showrunners. So it's Greg Berlanti and Andrew Kreisberg. Yep. So it's not quite set in this universe yet. Yep. They still talk about the options to do a Flash and Supergirl crossover for some reason. So we can all keep our fingers crossed that someday all of these characters will exist in the same world. We'll see some great crossovers and maybe a, a Justice League-esque team-up. But let's uh, let's get on track with Arrow season four. Uh, first half ended back in December. Some great uh, great new developments for the characters. Uh, I I think it's been one of my favorite seasons so far. Uh, what do you think, Case? I agree. This season um, definitely feels a lot more like Arrow. Season three was a big like departure in my mind because it's just it was so much like Batman it was so like relying on Batman Begins um and you know just you know Batman's training and Roz obviously being a huge Batman villain I was just really like okay and even that kind of stuff didn't bother me so much as the flashbacks the flashbacks I felt did little to establish anything in his character other than you know they did drive Oliver to the point where he had to kill and he had to torture. So he did learn those two skills. But honestly, the flashbacks for me, except for like, I think like the last two were pretty useless in my opinion. Yeah. And I've, I've gone as far as saying they were okay in my opinion. Um, but overall, uh, not as cool as what they used, to, what they were doing on the island, and and with like Slade and all that in the first couple of seasons. So, but I guess that was really kind of just establishing, establishing the show and where it was was going. So, I like to concentrate more on the the you know the main time period, which uh, they, I think they did a lot more this season. Uh, the flashbacks were okay, and they they introduced a great character uh, from another network, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, Plus, plus the great team up that we had this season. So, uh, let's let's get underway with uh, some of the big changes that happened this season. Uh, instead of being the Arrow, uh, he became Green Arrow. That is finally. Yeah. <laughs> but it's all about his his growth, you know. I mean, we we knew that from the beginning that we weren't getting the Green Arrow. We were getting somebody who is just starting out, just coming back to his city, can't quite call himself the Green Arrow, so, um, but now he can, you know, four seasons, four years later, he's pretty established as a, as a superhero, or, you know, what you think of a superhero, um, in that city, the mass vigilante, so, I, I like it, yeah. 
I think I think it also has a lot to do with the way these shows evolved, the success of the Flash, people wanting that more, uh, you know, the comic book world, (laughs) you know, something more science fictiony than uh, when the show first came out. It was it was it was spawning out of the Dark Knight trilogy era, the more realistic heroes. And even now, you know, the DC movies are are moving more into the the fantastical world of of, of imagination and, and magic and all this different stuff that's going on. So um, it's it's nice to see that they've adapted to what really works and what should work in a superhero TV show. And I think DC, as opposed to Marvel, has always been the fantastical. Like their people are gods to the to the you know, people that they protect. And they have a lot more mysticism and fantasy um, that Marvel was always, you know, this is a real person with real world problems and they just happen to get put into this situation or get these powers. Whereas DC, it's like, you know, yeah, Barry gets these powers and he becomes, you know, the Flash. And the same thing with, like, Hal or whoever getting um, the Green Lantern powers. But, like, those people are already elevated to gods in a very short amount of time. Whereas in, you know, New York City, you can see people loving or hating Spider-Man at all times. <laughs> it's yeah. like he's, you know, everyone might know him, but they're, they're not revered. And even Tony Stark makes bad decisions that kill a bunch of people that, you know, you're not going to see a mutant or a superhero registration act in DC. I just don't think you're going to see it because those people are gods amongst men. <laughs> yeah. So, I would hope not. I mean, it's like when you build statues for your heroes, in which they do, in you know, they do in the Flash, even on the TV show. It's like yeah, in the museum and mm-hmm. the the cup, and we'll get more of the like the drink <laughs> when he gets at the only coffee shop in uh, <laughs> Central City. Jitters, yeah, <laughs> the jitter special. Oh boy, <laughs> that jitters. So last last season we left at the end of season three. We left with a very you know, very happy ending. Uh, we saw Oliver basically stepping away from his mantle as a superhero. Uh, he's going away with Felicity, who they've, they've, you know, finally got together as everybody wanted. Felicity. Felicity. Um, so, of course, we knew going into it, going into the break and coming back this season that, you know, that was going to be very short-lived. Um, so... What has been happening in Star City, uh, where this group of, I guess, I guess you can call terrorists or assassins, have been attacking different things around the city. Hive. Hive. But Hive um, <clears throat> also known as the Ghosts yeah. at first, so we didn't really know. We'd heard kind of like inklings of, of Hive was coming and what Hive was through, I guess, they were, they were feeding us these little hints back in the day. Um, but... We are introduced to this season's big bad, Damian Dark, who is mentioned at the end of this uh, of the whole Raza Ghoul situation last season. What do you think of because Damian Dark, I believe, is a newer villain in the DC realm, um, and Neil McDonough does an ins- just an awesome job. Like he's been my favorite villain so far. I mean, other than Slade, because. <laughs> Yeah, Slade was behind the scenes puppeteering some evil shit, and Damien Dark is definitely more out in the open, I feel. Like, he is behind the scenes to the public, but he doesn't shy away from, like, fucking with Arrow. I like I like the fact that his, that his powers are very magical-based, oh, and yeah. I'm sure that, like, we talked about the, the flashbacks, that eventually something will tie into this and how they can it's got to. to defeat him or something. But whatever the case is, 
he he's a very like charismatic but ruthless villain. Yep. Um, like my wife always says, like his his eyes creep her out. You know, it's like he's he he plays the part very well. Yeah. Um, because he, he you know he like you said in the shadows he's like the like the this leader of hive with these magical powers but during the day he's like a very like he's a he's a politician you know or businessman businessman you yeah know? so it's a it's a nice um it's it's it actually works very well for this kind of show because you know with dual identities for a lot of people it also gives the villain a dual identity which which you know makes him more of a threat than just somebody working from the shadows all the time so i wanted to talk a little bit about how it, the show's been starting out every single episode this season has started out with hive doing something and then them having to like stop it usually with motorcycles yes (laughs) every single episode and we also got the introduction of the guardian uh though they don't call him guardian but dig's new outfit which you know when they first released the press pictures everyone said it looked like magneto's helmet um (laughs) I'm fine with it. Yeah. You know, the only thing is, is that it's supposed to have a heads up display, but we never see it from that perspective. You never see like the Tony Stark, like look. So I, I, at this point I'm like, I don't mind it. It doesn't bother me, but you're also not using it in any way other than he just has this helmet on. I don't even think it stopped a bullet. I, I agree. I am for as much as you were able to do with, um, with the Atom. Mm-hmm. And with Brandon Routh's character, which there. is Iron Man's outfit, right? And he's not even in the first part of this part of the um, first part of season four because he's missing, or you know, he's presumed dead at the end of season three. Um, but the thing about should it we is, say spoiler alerts? We didn't say that. <laughs> as usual, don't listen to our episodes unless you want major spoilers. I just but, wanted to throw that out there that there will be spoilers, but obviously you could have caught up by now. <laughs> The thing about the thing about podcasts, if we didn't want to do spoilers, we'd probably talk for like five minutes. <laughs> so it would take us much less time. So beware, spoilage lays ahead. <laughs> um, but I, what were you talking about? I was talking about how all the scenes open up with a right. chase scene and then Diggle's, Diggle's mask. Diggle's thing. Um, so I guess, you know, maybe they didn't want to like confuse it with like the Adam and using the same effects, but if the Adam's not there, then, you know, do a little bit more for Diggle, because it's just him wearing a suit beating people up, in my opinion. But, yeah, no, I agree. Um, We got more uh, Canary. She's been coming into her own. Obviously, she's been training more. She's fighting people a lot better now. They're really utilizing her, uh, I can't, is it Sonic Scream? Canary Cry. Canary Cry. Um... I mean, we'll talk about the crossover episode, but that part is fucking awesome. Um, Speedy, I mean, is a badass, but that's one of the other subplots of this season is, you know, after coming out of the Lazarus Pit at the end of the last season, what kind of effect does that do to a person? How does that change somebody? Um, So Speedy kind of has been going, well, at the beginning, went over the edge and beating the shit out of people, but I also like that she's there, and she's been doing a really good job as uh, the Red Arrow. Yeah, I I actually like her better than Colton Haynes' his character. Um, Who's coming... He's supposed to be coming, supposed back, to come back for the second half of the season, um, but, you know, he had better things to do with Team Wolf or something like that, so... I don't know, is that what he's on? That's what he went back to. Oh. Uh, that's what I read. 
Right. I mean, that show is wildly popular, so... Of course it is. People not love, as much as Arrow. didn't have as many viewers, but yeah. People love uh, their Twilight bullshit, so I mean... <laughs> let these tweens do what they want. Yeah. Um, I guess I guess the thing with Speedy is that I, I really like the fact that she had that nickname from the beginning, yep. and they finally put it to use, because Speedy, you know, is the original... is Roy Harper's original name is... As the sidekick, it's you know you don't have to carbon copy what the comics do, and obviously they don't in these shows, but they do a good job at you know paying tribute to fan service, fan service, and to what what has happened in the past. So I, for as many people who don't like it because it's not accurate, you know what, this is the day and age we live in. So um, I do like her battle against the dark side, um, and the, the fact that Malcolm. <laughs> do these evil things to try to help her make her a vampire yeah. literally literally um, <clears throat> and you know we we knew this was coming last season um, and I'm glad actually I think they did a good job of it speaking of things that we knew last season were going to probably happen again is uh, Sarah yes so Sarah came back this year at the use of the Lazarus pit drove her crazy Yes, this was a big arc uh, where um, Laurel and and Thea took took her body there, and Thea begged her father to do it. Are they right? Yeah, basically she used as like guilt. Yeah, <laughs> over Malcolm all the time. She hates her father for some, you know, for obvious uh, reasons. She pretends to at least. I mean, he is a murderer. Yeah. <laughs> um, pretty big. <laughs> yeah. But you know, it's for her, some reason, it's her father, <laughs> and it's it's an actually I, I like that dynamic a lot because it always seems to come back to either help her or haunt her a little bit. Yeah, so it's it's a nice it's a it's it's a good plot plot point in the in the season. Um, but yeah, they bring Sarah back, and she's like way worse than what Thea was when she came out of it. Yeah, she was already dead, and they and he warned and her. And she warned was her, super dead there. too. For months, she was like a she was a car, carcass, she was a shriveled off corpse. <laughs> um, she comes back. They do that whole. Uh, they do it. They chain her up in the basement. Her father comes in and finds out. It's very emotional, um, but eventually, she gets her she gets her uh, memory back from a little help by John Constantine, who awesomely shows up this season. Um, the Constantine TV show was canceled on NBC from last season. It was, I thought it was a pretty decent show. It didn't survive on that network, but I'm sure it could have on another. But it's, it's in the past. Uh, but I thought it was awesome that they brought in brought in the character. Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan's the character. Actor, yeah. yeah, he was a great Constantine. And he actually seems like he really belongs, especially when they use him in the... Now they used him in the uh, flashback as well. Um, yeah. So that was cool. Having him show up, um, I mean, that was a fantastic idea. And we, we've we already heard that he's supposed to come for Legends Season 2, Legends of Tomorrow Season 2. Um, if everything goes well, and I'm sure it will, that, you know, they get a Season 2. I can't see how they won't, because the Flash... Uh, so, Andrew Kreisberg, one of the producers, creators of um, Arrow and Flash, was on Fat Man on Batman, Kevin Smith's podcast, and... Uh, he was talking about um, just the viewership. 
and that usually what happens is the premiere of a show will have really high numbers, and then you'll never get those numbers again. Like, they just go down, just because... Oh, unless you're, like, The Walking Dead, who has more viewers than, like, the Super Bowl. But, um... For Arrow, you know, it's been fine. Like, both Flash and Arrow both have really good numbers for the CW, but I think they had, like, 1.4 million the first episode, like, as the premiere, and then it kind of waned after that, that the Flash-Arrow crossover episode had that many numbers, and it was because, like, and they have never seen it get that high again. And, um, obviously they're doing things well, so when we're going to see Legends of Tomorrow with all those characters, like, what is there, seven of them? Yeah, something like that. I mean, that. we're going to, I feel like the viewership is going to be really high for that show. Yeah, I feel like anytime when you put more than one superhero on the screen, it just gets people excited. you got to remember, Batman like, when, Superman. Well, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm not going to say movies, I'm going to say, take it back to Smallville days when they started to do that mini Justice League. They yeah, had, they had. Um, was it Kid a mini Justice? Wasn't Basically. it the whole Justice League? No, it was they Aquaman, Flash. Aqua- no, it was it was it was Kid Flash. Okay, it was Green Arrow, um, Cyborg. So it was kind of like it was Aquaman great. was on that show too. <laughs> Which who played him? Because remember how the same same actor played Green Arrow, but was going to play. Aquaman in in the TV series originally, but then that got canceled, and then he became Green Arrow on the show. Oh, I yeah, was they a, were going to do an Aquaman TV show. Yeah, I remember. Was Even it a different that. Aquaman. I think they brought in a different. I I don't even want to. Remember. Oh, the only Aquaman I know is the one who's in Entourage, directed yeah. by James Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> That's my Aquaman. <laughs> until until you see uh, until you see the new movie. It's like yeah, Game of Thrones Aquaman. We'll see. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, like I said, whenever you whenever you get more than one character and a group of them on TV, like people go nuts because it's like it's what they want. So it's not only is it great fan service, but it gives you good ratings. So the more they do it, now they're talking about another flat, cro- a Flash Arrow crossover this season. So that would be two in a season. They should, and it's smart. And they should also bring back. Uh, what's his name, if they can? If they can bring back Constantine, mm-hmm. I mean, like, that would be awesome as well. They were like, oh, this is a one-off time. And I'm like, yeah, sure no, it is. No, 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 no. <laughs> sure no. it is. It's what we dream to tell people now until until everybody's like, oh, my God, that was the greatest thing ever. <laughs> so let's talk about a couple of the things that have been revealed in this season. Um, we actually, on, on Don't Forget to Tell, we did an interview with... Um, Elysia Rotaru? Rotaru? Horrible, their name. Sorry. She, um, I know, I know, right? Well, uh, we interviewed two of the women that showed up on this season at one point. Oh, that's right, that's right. So, um, in the flashbacks, uh, the main captor, captive that uh, Oliver saves mm-hmm. and, like, also kills her brother... Um, <laughs> she's, uh, we have an interview with her on, um, don't forget to tell. Alicia Rotaro, I think yes. that's how you say it. And the other one was... Who does an awesome job on the show. Um, I think so. I think she's been doing really good. Um, her name is Sandra on the show, and I'm drawing a, um... But that was... She was in Defiance. No, I know, but she's Oliver's... Baby's, baby's, baby's mama. mama, I guess it would be. 
the best way to put that. Um, so, anyways, yeah, like, uh, the flashbacks this season with her, you know, I don't know what's going to happen, but I do know that I've been liking that more than I liked last season. You know, I don't know where it's going to go. I'm sorry, her name is Anna Hopkins. Okay, That's yeah, that sounds a lot like it. So, I'm sorry, go ahead. Um, how do you think these flashbacks are really going to tie in, though? I, mean, I don't it's, know. It's, it's, it's very dramatic, in a way. Um, he's trying to get in with, with this, this, whatever they are, the terrorist organization that's on the island, trying to find the magical, the magical something. Scepter. Scepter, or peace, or whatever they're trying to achieve. Like, what is... They picked up these... They, they basically pirated this crew of... Um, this tour, this tour boat, right? Yeah, and that's who they took. They took captive. So um, they have all these people working. They've created this whole situation on the island with, like, um, I guess um, he pretended to murder um, the Alicia Rotaro, Rotaro's character, and now she's kind of in hiding. Uh, he's keeping it secret from everybody. Um, and while he still has like these guys, like trying to figure him out. Um, when that, that bad soldier, like, sends her brother <laughs> to try to murder him because he murdered him. Yeah. So, he ended up killing him. Um, I don't It's... I'm not super impressed with these flashbacks. I'm not either. I'm um, hoping that it serves the greater good. I mean, I think the benefit of the first two seasons is that you knew that was literally the origins of Deathstroke. Right. So, like... And the arrow. Yeah, you were cre- Yeah, you were creating... The, the hero and the villain simultaneously. Whereas this one, it's like, there's no mention of Damien Dark on that island yet. Um, so how is it serving, you know, that purpose? Because, like, last year, the whole point was, like, the serum that eventually Roz, the one who's going to be in possession of, but at the same time, it's like, really? It took you a really long time to, to make that the point. Because at that point, you know, at the last two episodes when we finally learned, oh, okay, that's the real reason why he's doing all this stuff. But, you know, I think that they should work with a format where it's like, if you're going to do the flashbacks, and honestly, I don't know if they're going to be able to do it past this season, because isn't, like, isn't he done? Isn't he back in Star City after this year? Like, this is, his hair is short, he looks the way he does, he has the tattoos. Well, remember that he was back in Sarsi, and then they took him out. No, I know. Going back to the island. But I'm saying, like... Oh, we're going back to the island. After this flashback, he's back to season one. I really think that they should... They'll be done with it. Right, I think they should be done with it. Yeah. Um, I mean, you could do here and there where it's, like, a mini flashback to something that happened, but it's, like, don't... Don't base the show around this. Don't duel, do it anymore because it doesn't matter yeah. anymore. Um, it just it's it, it just feels kind of played out. <clears throat> um, but there's a couple of things I want to talk about as far as like Easter eggs and things that we saw. Hell, Jordan. Yes, <laughs> that was great. Um, they're in a bar in, in in Coast City. Yeah, and all of a sudden you see the bomber jacket for Hell Jordan. He's there. They make they've made. They've made uh, references to him in the past as well. And Ferris Air, which yep. we talked about last on our last recap. Um, but I mean, if you have a DC show exist in the West Coast, you gotta really, you gotta do it, man. And it's like, it's like the same thing we kind of we complain about when we say, hey, they're not doing enough to kind of where's Gotham? 
can mention like Bloodhaven, you can't mention Gotham, you can't mention Metropolis. So, you know, the more cool things we see like that, it's good to see, or it's good to hear and and just see these references. Because it just, it just makes it, it's just, like we said, fan service. Yeah. Um, I wish they could just say Gotham or Metropolis without even having to mention the characters, though. It's dumb. But, uh, so the other thing that we saw was there's a, a hint that someone's going to die this season. Yes. And we don't know who it is. Um, we were talking about it earlier today off air, and I said I think it's going to be Felicity's mom, who's more introduced as a, or a frequent character because she's dating uh, Captain Lance. Right. And not to mention that, you know, with the relationship between Captain Lance and Damian Dark this season, and now he's kind of being a double agent. Yeah. We definitely can see some kind of fallout gonna that, that will happen. Or he dies. Or Captain Lance dies. I, Those are my theories. That's my theory, too. <clears throat> I don't think they're going to kill off any of the main characters quite yet, but these little satellite characters that have either run their course, like I think Captain Lance has definitely run his course by now, um... How many times can you make him hit the arrow or be the arrow's friend? Um, plus, it'll give it'll it can create a whole new plot thing for you know for Canary to to have to deal with you know. So. Right? Maybe that death brings them closer because you know we've been seeing a lot of little tensions between Alicity. Um, she still doesn't know about his child Connor and. You know, we saw how that played out in the one reality in the crossover episode, <laughs> and that era. You know, Oliver undid it, and, and Flash undid it. But oh, like, they're not going to work because of comic books. <laughs> like, we know what the eventual uh, relationship will be is Laurel and and uh, Ollie. But so something might bring them together. Her her dad dying could be the thing that does it too. That would be a big one. That would be a big one. Um, what else did we see, like, little hints of? The mother box, possibly? That Damon Dark had that fucking weird machine? That was very interesting. Technology thing? It looks like a box. It would be interesting because... <coughs> Tell um, people what a mother box is, because you know better than I do. Yeah, mother box is a device that's used by the new gods uh, in the comics. You can either help, like, the father box, the mother box have implications for either the New Gods or Darkseid's army. Um, which I think would be kind of interesting because in the comics, Darkseid always uses human agents to kind of infiltrate um, infiltrate Earth. and Like and Damien Dark. <laughs> Damien Dark would be easily one. Um, so, it would be also be an interesting way to introduce the idea of the New Gods into, into the mainstream before um, they do say they do it in the movie, like the Justice League movie, because um, right now there's rumors out there about um, Bizarro and all this, this, like Bizarro spinning out of Batman vs. Superman and being the main villain in, in the Justice League and stupid shit like that, but I don't want to I don't, I don't want to think about that when when you have this huge villain and his army that you could actually make a real threat for the Justice League um, I'd rather see it go in that I direction. think there's no way that dark side is not the big bad. And the, he should be the big bad for, like, every one of these shows. You know what I mean? He's their Thanos. Or at least the idea. Yeah. You know what I mean? That like, he's out there. Yeah. And, you know, if you can't say Gotham and you can't say Metropolis, I guess that's okay. But that box that they showed very much seems like 
one of Darkseid's instruments. And, um, you know, will we see Darkseid on the show? I don't think so. But it doesn't have to. We could still see some weird things happen. It would be the thread that ties everything together. And yes. As much as we talk about crossing over or alternate Earths and all these, like, the movies and the TV shows existing on different planes, it's one way that you could be actually be like, yeah, this actually all exists within the same multiverse. And Darkseid can jump between them somehow, you know, or control. Because it does, they do that in the comics. They do that with... Uh, they did that in the New 52 with Earth 1 and Earth 2. Uh, Darkseid was jumping back and forth and, and raining hell for everybody. So it's like, I think that would be an interesting way as we get closer to the cinematic universe opening up to kind of, like I said, tie everything together. If you have 52 multiverses, there is no reason why you can't just come out and say... These guys all exist in different Earths. Like it makes no sense why they don't do it. Like, in yeah. you know, it would be just a it could be a throwaway sentence for them at a press conference. Oh yeah, you know what? By the way, guess what? This Earth, you know, they're not gonna ever touch. They're never gonna match up. But just so you guys know, they all exist. <laughs> like <laughs> DC's all about their multiverses. Exactly. So it's like. The fact that they're so shying away from it makes no sense to me. We talk about service to the fans, the disservice <coughs> of the fans not to not to want to do that. No, so. I see, yeah, I think that that's a DC Warner Brothers decision yeah. as opposed to Berlanti, Kreisberg, like these guys who clearly want to play fan service. <laughs> like, that's all they're into. Yeah. Um, well, that's the mistake that Warner Brothers is making. Yeah. Period. What else about Arrow Season 4 did you want to mention? Well, let's talk about um, the importance of what Oliver's doing in during the daylight. Um, uh, the, whole, I, the whole theme, I guess, <laughs> is running from Mare. Um, he wants to not only protect the city as the Arrow, as the Green Arrow, but um, he feels now, you know, that he can make a difference as Mare. Now, there's this big thing about whoever runs for Mare is either being assassinated or or brutalize their family, you know, their families and whatnot by, by Hive. Um, so Damien Dark does not want anybody to be mayor. This is one of the big plot points. He wants to, what does he say, not change the city, save the city? No, that's Arrow. <laughs> I don't know. I think he wants to, like, destroy the city to raise it back up. Honestly, yeah. this plot point, I don't care about. It's But it's a big one. Because I know. It, I mean, it leads to a lot of different things, including what happens at the end of the half season. So, um, so, so here we have Oliver battling Damien Dark as a uh, as mayor candidate and also um, as the Arrow, uh, which leads to a major, major <laughs> sad ending for this season. What happens? What happens? Yeah. Oh my God. Major spoiler here, unless you read the internet. But um, <laughs> uh, what happens is, they, at the end of the season, um, everybody gets captured by Damian Dark. You think that he's gonna like gas them, um, and actually, Arrow saves them. They, everything seems so you know happy and okay, and they celebrate Christmas, and and they're all stronger than ever. And then at the end of the season. Oliver and Felicia riding in a limo, and they get <laughs> they get attacked 
uh, with you know by gaming Dark's forces. Uh, we think we're pretty sure, unless it's a setup. But um, they attack, and we're left thinking that Felicity is dead. Right. Which we don't think, because. <laughs> A, listen, it was a very shocking ending. It though. was a shocking ending. Because yes. you really thought that, like, they like they got away. Like, how are they going to leave it like that? But as always, there's always a big cliffhanger. So yeah. It was, you know, I didn't think Felicity was dead. Um, I definitely thought that she was going to be the Oracle. And then someone leaked photos of the set with her in a wheelchair. And she's been Oracle the whole time, you know, the if you if you don't know Oracle Oracle is um, Barbara Gordon, uh, who was formerly Batgirl until the Killing Joke, where she gets shot by the Joker and um, paralyzes her, and now Felicity, who's been using all the computers and talking to Oliver and every in Team Arrow, now is probably going to be in a wheelchair. The same thing, which also will cause tensions in their relationship. <laughs> so, yeah, I think. Um, you know, it's not, uh, it's, it's definitely sad and it sucks and it's something that kind of seems like they've been hinting at since the beginning though. They did. They did the whole, it was a very weird scene where Oliver's in front of the grave. You only see the back of the grave. <clears throat> Barry comes in and, you know, it's like, oh, I'm sorry I missed it. But the thing about it is that this death, the death feels not like it really affects Barry as much as it does Oliver. So I was always kind of speculating, like speculating, um, that it wasn't her, um, because well, you, Barry would be way more upset. Right. It just seems like it's somebody who he's not as attached to, but definitely Oliver is, you know, it's, we'll see. Um, Captain Lance would be someone he would be upset about. Right. He failed that man. <laughs> Again. Right. Exactly. And like, <laughs> he worked so hard to try to get him, um, to be his ally yeah. and, and <clears throat> to prove that he wasn't like doing anything like a vigilante he wasn't being a true vigilante um, you know and always wanted him to you know look at him as kind of like a father figure in a way yeah um, so I guess that like I said I feel like that character has run its run its course and I think it is probably him um, Felicity's mom yeah Somebody. Yeah, now that we've been talking about it, it's more like Captain Lee. She's a good, she's a good uh, comedic relief, I think, and I like when she shows up in the show. It's kind of funny. And she's funny. Um, so let's break for commercial, and we'll come back and talk about the amazing crossover, Legends of Yesterday. <laughs> All this top forty music is so boring. Jeez, I sure wish I had something geeky to listen to. Well, I've got just the thing for you, stranger. Who are you, and how did you get in my house? Don't even worry about that. If you're looking for the latest, greatest, and geekiest podcasts around, you should check out Those Geeks You Know. Those Geeks You Know? Wow! Three friends talking about comic books, movies, TV shows, all the things that I geek out about. But seriously, you gotta leave now. Be sure to check out Those Geeks You Know on iTunes and Stitcher. You can also like us on Facebook and Twitter and tell everybody that you know. You you gotta leave. I called the cops. Hi, I'm Chris. And I'm Casey from Gourmet Scum Radio. 
We're two cousins talking about geeky pop culture stuff. You a fan of television, music, and movies of the 80s? <laughs> well, we are too. Do you like being transported to galaxies far, far away and the threat of troglodytes that go boom in the night? Well, we're going to geek out about it. Have you ever scared yourself listening to ska music while reading a comic book and sipping on a tasty Jones soda? Then this is the podcast for you. Gourmet Scum Radio is here to tickle your holes and make you believe in dynamite explosions. Right, again. Make sure to check us out on Stitcher and iTunes. And follow us on Facebook and Twitter and check out our website at don'tforgetatowel.com. You won't regret it! There the bugger is. She's a big one, ain't she? Oi! Over 20 points of articulation, great sculpting, and look at the paint job on her. We've been looking all over for this one. Let's get them in our sights and end this hunt now. All right. All right. Steady. Steady now. Uh, Got him! It's the pursuit of plastic. Listen to the podcast from the creators of Don'tForgetAtowel.com, geek out about toy news, hunting, and histories on your favorite collectibles. And we're back. Hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> um, so, uh, we're, you know, during the little break there, we were just talking how this season, you know, it, it, it was very concise. It was very linear. Oh, yeah, Avero was, like, I loved it. But, you know, as much as I want to talk more about it, not a whole lot of stuff happened besides the main plot, which I think is is, is good writing if you can keep a story like that going through um, through this many episodes. Because it seems like with a 22, 24-episode TV show, you always have, like, these different things going on, standalone episodes, but this was, Flop like, episodes. bam, bam, bam. Like, <clears throat> oh, we forgot to mention that, that Ray came back, too. And now he's on his way to Legends tomorrow. So it was kind of like, yeah, they did the Sarah spin, they did the Ray thing, but it was only to bring the characters back so they could show up on the new show that's that's starting this week. Very excited. Yeah, I think um, it's it's been a much more concise season. We'll see what it's like for the next sixteen episodes. <laughs> yeah, the last the December episode was episode nine. Yeah, so I mean, there's a lot more time that. It can get better. It can get worse. Um, but generally, in this show, it gets better. I feel. Yeah, usually it's episode eighteen when things start kicking up, or fourteen. So the fact that they've already been doing such a good job right now, this early on, as long as the plot stays good and um, we start getting more weird stuff happening, which I'm sure it will be, uh, then I'm all in. Uh, so let's talk about this crossover, right? Legends of Yesterday and Legends of Today. Or the two episode names, um, we we knew there would be a crossover episode after the success of the one from the first uh, first season of Flash, third season of Arrow. Uh, it was great to see those two heroes together on the same screen doing stuff. This time around, we get a hundred times that kind of mini Justice League. Basically, it's like, <laughs> it's like watching a movie almost. Yeah, um, the cool yeah. stuff that happened um, leading into the new show. <laughs> Setting it up, basically, Legends of Tomorrow is, is coming out, like we said, this week. Um, and we we know that the big bad is Vandal Savage, who is a, who is a great villain from the comics. Uh, this eternal villain who, who lives forever, is uh, immortal. Um, 
it's it's interesting the way they they do tie it into the hawk man hawk girl past we'll talk about that a little bit but um this was a really great way to introduce the villain into this universe um by having them all face off against him yeah they did a i mean they did a really good job they've been setting up um what's her name on the flat uh, kendra kendra um so they've been setting up Kendra on Flash. She's been dating Cisco, and we had gotten a hint that she was going to become Hot Girl. And then, I mean, the, really, the whole plot of that crossover was to protect her, her, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, we meet uh, Hawkman as well, and we find out that their their uh, whole backstory is intertwined with Vandal Savage, and that he has to go throughout history to, to kill them to stay immortal. Now. Why uh, he has to kill them, I don't know. Uh, I don't really know what their existence point is. Like, how do they become Hawk people? Like, I guess we'll find... Like, I personally have not read uh, those comics, so it's going to be really interesting for me because I also never watched the Justice League cartoon. So their stories, for me, I have no idea. I was just like, okay, this white guy apparently is Egyptian, uh, whatever. Um, this other girl looks more Egyptian. Vandal Savage even kind of looks Egyptian. Um, I, you know, I'll roll with it. I'll see what's happening. The I guess the basic the basic thing is it has a lot to do with reincarnation, right? Um, which was the you know which is a great thing to go from the Egyptian times with. But yeah, that's smart. Originally, they were Thanagarian, uh, which is a big planet uh, alien species in the DC universe. So. Um, throughout throughout time, uh, her and Carter Hall were always being <laughs> murdered, and then re- and then they would like it was like the star-crossed lovers type of thing. They were killed. Um, it was in the comics. It was by a character called Hath Set. Um, Sounds Egyptian. Yes. In this in this. Um, Rendition, they used the character of Vandal Savage instead, which is fine. Um, I, it's actually it's actually a really cool way to tie in an immortal like Vandal Savage into the into the um, the mythos of this show and kind of you know change the comics as they they usually do a little bit. I'm curious as to because I can't remember in the crossover, Vandal Savage uses like that scepter thing, right? Is he turned immortal? As he was an Egyptian, or I know at least for his past, he's been an immortal since a caveman times, like from a meteorite that like wipes out the dinosaurs. That's I, I'm trying to remember. It was kind of confusing to me as well because that's it's like that's was he already immortal or was he not? Because you get the feeling that he was more like a like a Jafar type character in like the crossover episode where he was behind the scenes talking with the king trying to do some bad shit, and then he goes and needs to kill them. It almost seems like, at the time that we saw that in their past, he had already been killing them. You know what I mean? And, like, this is just another time period in which he has to kill them. It's... it's From what I'm reading right now, um, he was also half set, as I mentioned before. Um, but then he is now known as Vandal Savage. Um, so... No, that makes sense. Yeah, and then also it says throughout the different incarnations, he worked with Caesar and with Genghis Khan, and um, 
All yeah, he's always at the point of big armies. I know that, too. But you're right. I just, from from what we've seen, like, the cartoons and the comics, he's much older than, than Egyptian times. He's, like, the beginning of man, the first yeah. evolution. Yeah. So it's, we'll see if they either just stick with the Hawkman, Hawkgirl origin with using him completely. I don't know. We'll see. Um... Or the use of the show, <laughs> it was a it was a great way to introduce not only the Hawk or uh, Hawk Girl Hawkman mythos and have everybody team up, but it also brought in Nth Metal, which is a big um, big thing in DC. Also having to do with Hanagarians, um, and just you know, just show that these characters are going to play a bigger importance in the future um, or in the past. Uh, when Legend of Tomorrow was, <laughs> does swing around. Did you think that Vandal Savage was a better villain than Ra's al Ghul? By far. In I, his 45 minutes of screen time, he was already a better yeah. <laughs> villain than Ra's al Ghul Not in to, the whole season. But th- there are rumors that Matt Nabel will return as Ra's al Ghul in Legends of Tomorrow, which would make sense. That would make sense if you are going to see him in the past, because, I mean, at the time of Arrow, I think he's at least 100 years old. Maybe 200. Maybe. But, um, you know, I thought Vandal Savage was kick-ass, and, mm-hmm. you know, I like this, the effects that they had for the Hawk people. Like, the CGI is good. Um, yeah. And we saw Barry go back again, back in time. That, that, that whole scene gave me the chills. <laughs> it's like, whenever they do crazy stuff like that, when they can play with time, or play with your mind, basically, like, oh... Did I just watch the arrow die? It's like, holy shit. Um, but, you know, as always with the ability to time travel, it's it's interesting what they can actually fool you with or um, or do in the show. I think it's amazing. Um, but it's cool, too, because he doesn't know his full power set. Really, he doesn't know how to, to tap into it every time. Like, he's not doing the... It's desperation when he does it, almost. Yeah, like, there's a reason why Flight he does fight. it. Yeah, and um, so... Him going back uh, and changing the past again, you know, what are the further ramifications of it? What does it mean for his character? What does it mean for everyone else's? Last time it happened, we get Vibe. Uh, They've already been hinting at Killer Frost coming and Caitlyn being Killer Frost from Earth 2, I guess. Maybe Earth 3, God knows. I guess let's go, let's, before we jump too far ahead, let's talk about what we've seen in Flash Season 2 so far. Yeah, um... We had, I mean, the Flash season one was amazing. Uh, it was a flawless, great... except for that B episode. That's it. I mean, it's just like it's it's a way to prove that people want the unrealistic in their in their comic book shows. They want they want to believe that a man can run as fast as as fast as light. You know, it's like we want super in our heroes, not just heroes. Um, and I think that's why it was so successful. Not to, not to mention the great cast, not to mention the great special effects, yeah. or the writing, any of that. But um, it's nice to have two shows that, that have such a dynamic, um, a light and a dark, with our heroes. Um, and, you know, they make jokes about that and everything. But um, the end of Flash Season 1 got pretty dark. Um, and... It picks up uh, after the singularity almost destroys Central City, and um, we see we learn that Barry isn't exactly the one that that stopped it. 
it ended up being uh, Firestorm. Firestorm or Robbie ML. Um, his character actually disappears, and it's kind of tragic for Caitlin. Um, they had just gotten married. Um, it's don't worry, a new love interest is right around the corner. <laughs> we are. And um, speaking of the love interest, um, the the Flash helmet from Earth Two pops out of the uh, the time stream, and we are introduced to a brand new uh, speedster. speedster named Jay Garrick, who is Earth Two Flash or Silver Age Flash, the original mm-hmm. Flash. Um, Jay Garrick to me is like so fucking boring. Like I do not like this guy. Not to say anything bad about the actor at all, no. but just like because he doesn't have his Flash powers yeah. in Earth One. He's useless. It's annoying. Like, he's, okay, another scientist. You already got uh, Caitlin. You already got Cisco. You now have Harrison Wells, which we'll talk about. Like, you know, and Barry's a scientist. Like, everybody's an effing scientist in Central City, apparently. He he plays his part. What I don't like about it um, is the... Is when they bring in Harrison Wells again. I love, I love Earth Two Harrison Wells. Earth Two Harrison Wells is like the best thing, yeah. Um, because it's like this guy's back. Nobody trusts him. He's but it, the exact opposite of who he was in the first season. But it's, <laughs> but like the whole thing where it's like he's Jay Garrick's used as a plot point to, to make you distrust Harrison Wells. It seems like Jay Garrick's just there to do certain things, and he leaves. And, you know, who knows where he goes? He goes watch the baseball game or whatever he's doing. Where does he go? Who knows? Does, does he have the money for an apartment? Does he have another job? Is he Zoom? I don't know. There's, we don't know where he goes. Right. He disappears randomly, comes back, helps Caitlin with something, flirts with her, blah, blah, blah. I think it's... I want to see Jay Garrick use the goddamn Speed Force. Yeah. I want to see, by the end of the season, this happen, or don't bring him back at all. Because it's like, please, well, don't disservice me. Put the damn helmet on and run around Let's talk about another weird thing about this season of Flash. And don't get us wrong, this season of Flash has been really good. It's amazing. Um, It's still up there, you know what I mean? But the other really weird thing, other than the use of Jay Garrick, is um, where's his dad go? Yeah. Hey, son, thanks for getting me out of prison. I gotta go. Like, if you said... I can't deal with all this weird shit. Like, I know you're the Flash. I think it's awesome. You got this other family here. I just got out of prison after 18 years. I just need to, like, take some time. I know you but worked, I'll come back. I know you worked really hard to get me out, but I don't want to hang out with you. But that's what he said. Yeah, I think he really needed to, like... The, the way that they handled it with the party and everyone's happy, it's like... What happened with John Wesley's ship, like, in his contract or something? Like, from everything that I've ever heard from the producers, they love this guy. They think he's, like, the greatest thing ever. They had to have him on the show. But it's like, okay, maybe he only showed up in, like, I don't know, probably 12 of the episodes, maybe even 15 last year. But in this one, like, call him. I don't know. Like, what? what is he doing? And then when he does show up, it's like... Why did you leave again? Yeah. Clearly Barry needs you. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly. Hey, let me give you uh, your second second fatherly advice. Um, I don't know. I That's annoying to me. Because it's just like, why would you fight so hard to get your dad out? And then he leaves. Yeah. And like, with a, not a good explanation. I'm, like we said, if there is an explanation, like he Zoom or something, I don't, which I don't really believe, um, or something else going on. 
Um, maybe he was replaced by the Earth 2 John Wesley's ship, who was actually Zoom. So right. there's a lot of things that, I believe. that could go. Yeah. But you're right. It just seems very weird. Um, I know they want to always use Joe as the dad figure, so maybe it would be just too much. I... I, but like I said, it's just it's not the fact that he's gone because you're right. There's already Joe. We don't right. need another dad, and Harrison's another dad, kind of. At least he was in the first season. But like, just a legitimate line that was like, I just need to take time to kind of get used to society and all that stuff, and yeah. it's, I gotta adjust. Like that's it. I would have been like, you yeah. know what? I don't know. I've never been in prison for 18 years. Maybe it is kind of hard. Okay, buddy. See you later. We'll we'll see you soon. But yeah. Well, let's turn the tables and talk about the other father relationship. No, let's talk about his <laughs> his love interest this, this season. I think that with too many relationships going on in the show, it might kind of get, not convoluted, but a little more too mopey. You know, it's like too, like we want our superhero show. We also want kind of the drama. <laughs> we want our CW. <laughs> we get our CW. And we're getting that with um, the new character, Patty Spivett, um, who is working with Joe on the his metahuman task force. Her father was killed, killed by Weather Wizard. Yeah. Um, during the initial attack. Um, no, the second the second time the second Weather Wizard. The one with Spartacus. Yes. Liam McIntyre's Weather Wizard. The newer one. Yeah. Um, the good one. Yeah. So uh, it's interesting to see Barry actually developing a real relationship with somebody. Um, well, he did have that one chick. We'll talk about that. Uh, he had that one chick. Dr. Light? Who, who becomes <laughs> female Dr. Light, because you can't really introduce the, the male Dr. Light unless you're on Teen Titans Go, which is a cartoon for kids. When you look at Dr. Light, who is a rapist, I don't think that's an appropriate character, but they somehow put it in the cartoon, but not on the live-action TV show. <clears throat> Hey kids, it's like it's like having Jessica Jones show up in Infinity War, and kids are like, "Who's Jessica Jones?" I don't know. Let's go watch that show on Netflix. <laughs> There's certain levels of uh, maybe that's why they haven't said that these guys are going to be in yeah Infinity War. That's what I'm of saying. That reason. I get creeped out every time I see Doctor Light on Teen Titans Go. Um, Freaks me out. <laughs> but back to Patty. She's a good character. Um, no, Patty's amazing. Patty's I a great love character. Patty <laughs> um, she's cute. Uh, she and Barry have great dynamics on the show. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's cool because like, you know, that eventually Iris and Barry have to get together. Um, Though Iris's season has been fucking useless. Yeah. Like, I don't like Candace Patterson. Awesome. Like everybody on the show is an amazing actor and actress. Mm -hmm. Everybody. Like there's nobody on the show that I don't like, but it's just that if you're not the flirty love interest of Barry, you're kind of useless. Now you're he's just, got a lot of other people who can help him actually do things. And that's the thing is like they they had they had her learn his secret, and then she becomes part of Team Flash. Yeah, but what does she do? I mean, she, nothing. She's a reporter, and they're not really using. But that, they're not using that angle. They're not using that angle enough. So it's like when I guess I guess with. I guess with Wally West coming, we'll talk about that in, in a little bit. I'm sure we'll see more of a dynamic with yeah, the West. Yeah, I think we'll have to see something like uh, that. Yeah. But really, I, um, it was kind of weird. The, the first, first nine episodes, you know, Iris, I don't even know if Iris is in that crossover episode because you got all these other people doing things. And it, like, what, what's what's her role? Did she show up 
in that whole like Ninja Turtle farm scene where everybody goes out? No. She wasn't in that either. Uh, oh, remember? Yeah, because it was just Speedy and Laurel show up out of nowhere. Yeah. And it was like, oh, hey, you guys are involved too? Of course you could call it superhero or super Ninja Turtles, but the scene was the Avengers too. <laughs> Which was, even made that reference. Speedy's like, oh, a bunch of superheroes <laughs> going into a farmhouse? Haven't I seen that somewhere? Yeah. I was like, this is the greatest line ever. <laughs> no, it is. But I also, when I saw that in Avengers, when I saw it in that, I Oh, you said, yeah, the Turtles reminds me of Ninja yeah. Turtles. Yeah. Which yeah, is funny. That's still a comic book. <laughs> comic it's book true. movie. Um, you always got to go to either the, one. The farm. Yeah, either one. <laughs> the superhero farm. Uh, yeah. What is? It? <laughs> um, but yeah, that that the first half of the season, um, we see a new villain, uh, Zoom, another speedster. But this this time around, Zoom is from Earth Two, and he is. A badass. He's a speed demon. Basically. Yeah. Like, he's not the speedster so much as he's, like, a demonic force. And when he fucking breaks Barry's back and then takes him around the city like a ragdoll and shoves his head in front of the uh, police force saying, like, this is your hero. <laughs> I was like, that whole scene, my mouth is on the floor. Yeah. I was like, oh my god. They're just destroying the Flash in this. <laughs> yeah, so they're making people, you know, doubt their god. Because literally, that's who... I mean, the people of Central City fully embrace the Flash. Yes. And they also seem to embrace supervillains. I'm like, you know... Like, that's the other thing that you really gotta teeter on, like, in the Arrow. There's not necessarily, like, a face that you can, like, punch if you're society. Like, there was what's-his-name in last season, um, the British guy who's in it who's the juggernaut. Oh, yeah, yeah. Vinny Jones. Vinny Jones, So yeah. he was that gangster. And all the, the people of that city knew, okay, this gangster's bad, we don't like him, we need somebody to beat him up. Yeah. Whereas, like, Deathstroke? Behind the scenes. Damian Dark, behind the scenes. Raza Ghoul, behind the scenes. So, yep. like, all these bad things happen to people in Starting City, but you don't know it. Whereas in Flash, it's like, okay, you have to accept the fact that there's a bunch of supervillains fucking things up, which means you have to accept the fact that a superhero is needed to fight him. Like, they're not blaming them like they do in, in the Marvel world, where they're like, right. the only reason that there's a supervillain is because there's you, a superhero. I, I think it's really... At least they haven't done that yet. It's really <laughs> funny when you see... When when Oliver goes to the Hawk's house and sees his son, and his son is playing with the Flash toy and the Captain Cold toy. Yeah, and they—I mean, they like you said—they embrace everything, and so much they made a Captain Cold action figure. You know, yeah, those are the DC collectible figures, which are awesome. I have, but um, it's 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 cool to see that kind of like them paying tribute to themselves, um, and the fact that everybody loves. Superheroes, especially when they're in your real world. Yes. Um, at least for that society. Maybe not so much in Starlight. <laughs> no, Star City is very... It's, a, it's Gotham. It is Gotham. But still, I mean, Gotham has its colorful villains. The, not so much does Star City, when it comes to comparing it to stars, um, to Central City, when like we have the rogues yeah. who all show up this season, including the return of Mark Hamill, which was an amazing episode. Yep. Um, you see Gorilla Grodd again. Um, the fact that they even broaden the fact that there's a gorilla city in, in Earth 2, that's, Bonkers. like, that, that blew my mind. Like, that's how far they're going into the comic, like, trying to make it as good as the comics. Yeah. Um, they gave us a brand new, they gave us a brand new Firestorm. Um, the, 
Let's see. Yeah, the the new Firestorm was cool. Yeah, and it's the same thing as the comics. Um, there's always been like either um, Ronnie or that the other kid. I forgot what his name is. Jeff. Jeff. I think his Jefferson. name was like Jax or something. Jackson. Jefferson Jackson. Yeah. Jackson. I think they call him Jax though. Yeah. But so, and he's a big. And actually, now after that episode, they show that he's actually also part of Legends Tomorrow well, with Doctor Stein. When they so. cut the original trailer for. Legends of Tomorrow, I also heard this from Andrew Kreisberg, is that he said that they didn't have anything shot. So they took two days, they went up to Montreal or Quebec or wherever they shoot that show, and we're like, okay, let's just go crazy. But, like, they didn't know. And also in the in that trailer, you see uh, Barry and Oliver talking on the roof and being like, you know, you guys are legends and blah 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 i guess now when we watch the pilot episode of legends they're not on there he goes because at that time we needed them to sell the show in july we don't need that anymore now everybody's signed in they all get it so he goes you won't see them on the rooftop but um which is cool because they're always reoccurring they always come back to fuck 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 things up again and it's just like you have these if you have these Two, three, four shows use the same villains. Have, like eh, the Rogues, not so much, maybe because they do belong with the Flash. But one of them go off and cause trouble for for the Arrow. Or, Snark could definitely be an Arrow. Yeah, you know, like these characters, um, like King Shark. Like there's there's oh. rumors of what's going to happen in the second half of the Flash, um, where where Diggle and uh, his wife go to Central City to help you know take down King Shark, uh, which we need to mention was a crazy crazy cameo by this weird villain who they're just talk- they're just randomly talking about him and and it's funny like by the end of the season he shows up and he's just this giant shark villain um that kind of stuff is the just goes to show you how far these shows want to go to make the fans happy as we've said before um but that's what i'm saying is like diggle can show up in the flash when he wants to um you're creating this shared universe where these characters you're, you just smile when they show up, you know, even if it's just Laurel showing up in the Flash for them yeah. to help them. You know, it's neat um, because you have the great you have great writing. Um, every time like Cisco has the the opportunity to even say something about Star City and other heroes or geek out on his own, it's it's great it's great to hear that you know. And there's no reason you know it was cool to see Claire Temple show up and Jessica Jones from Daredevil. Yes, it would have been just as cool, if not cooler, to actually see Daredevil. Or a lawyer <laughs> Matt Murdock yes. showing up or just walking by in one of the the court scenes. You know, like, yes. There's so much to do with, with Trinity's character. Uh, what's her name? That she's a lawyer and she's like they're always oh, at a, they're always in the yeah. courthouse. <laughs> yeah. They're always like somewhere in a cop you know, at the cop house there was no reason why we didn't see Matt Murdock. But not seeing, yeah, and like no mention of like the those guys on Agents of Shield or I guess Agents of Shield are supposed to be in the dark the whole time, like existing in the shadows. But it's just like I think that Marvel could do a better job with well, sharing their universe. Personally, let me let me throw this out here. When they say that that when um, Coulson, whatever his name is, um, has mentioned that. That this whole setup of the Inhumans might not even might not even have any effect on what happens in the Inhuman movie. 
I would think that that would be kind of a disservice to what they've been doing, um, even though it does deal with the royal family. But going back to how these how they treat these TV shows, it's it just seems like one company gets it, one doesn't. But then you can't say that Warner Brothers really gets it yet. Yet they get it in their TV world. Mm-hmm. They're getting it, and I I have a feeling that if Supergirl stays as popular as it does. Legends of Tomorrow is sure to be popular that they'll at least one of those people will cross over. Either Supergirl will show up in in uh, Legends or somebody else, maybe Constantine shows up in Supergirl. You know what I mean? Because that's a character that can show up anywhere, mm-hmm. really. Mm-hmm. He can be all over the place. He should definitely show up in Legends. Especially when magic has a lot to do with Supergirl's weakness. Um, I think that would be an interesting way to... Yeah. So it, it's, you know, there's there's no reason that those people all can't walk and talk together. If you don't want to go and mention Superman, um, if Arrow happens to show up and, uh, where is she at? I can't remember. I can't remember what city she's at. Some city. Whatever. So, um, (laughs) if you're not going to mention Superman by name anyways, then fuck it. Have Arrow show up as Queen Consolidated or, uh, what do you want to say? Like, Mayor elect, maybe starts running national city, city. national city, maybe starts running for senator next year, and she like, you know, goes to a rally or something like saved it. Or they they go like Jimmy goes to report there. I'm sorry, James. Oh yeah, yeah. James Olsen goes to report uh, on the Flash. You know, maybe there's a side interest with him and Iris. You know, maybe we'll just start writing these episodes, Chris. Maybe we should. But do the unofficial crossovers and we'll get sued. Uh, and we'll steal our ideas after they sue us. But uh, I, the the bigger you make these universes, especially with what they're about to do with legends, especially with time travel and these different time periods, you're just they're opening up the world to amazing things that could happen. Um, I don't want to get super excited, but from the track record. There's probably some really great things coming soon, from especially from Legends, and just little hints and yeah. cameos that we'll get through, you know, from Easter eggs, as 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 we call it in the geek world. So. Do you think, I don't know if we've talked about this, do you think that DC could have its own channel at this point? You already got four shows. Technically five with Vixen. You could. You have a lot of you have a lot of DC like and if you add cartoons, cartoons out there, there. I mean, do you think that they could just go and separate from CBS and from CW and just have a DC channel? And would people watch it? They could, but I don't. I think it would be kind of a disservice to start charging people for something like that because that's kind of where you have to go. Um, that's what you know. It costs money to get wrestling TV. Like, if they ever did a Star Wars one, you know it would cost money for that. So, I think these shows do really well sitting on the CW, because it's such a mixed fan base. Um, I think that eventually, maybe in syndication, the reruns of these shows would belong on there. But I feel right now, the more (coughs) they grow it on generalized TV station like that, CBS... You know, you're giving it to the populace that can access it easily. Um, when we get to the point where we can definitely cut cable um, and go more on this a la carte TV service which idea, is which is coming, soon. which is already here, mo- like in a way, uh, with like PlayStation TV and stuff like that, um, there there are a lot of options for you to do that kind of stuff. And I think eventually we'll see a brand new world, um, era of TV. Well, think about it like this. 
We spent if you spend twenty five dollars on a DC box that includes a Funko toy, right. a T shirt, a patch, um, <laughs> you spend ten or fifteen dollars on a Warner Brothers channel that has Warner Brothers movies, yep. Warner Brothers cartoons. And all their DC properties. So, like, if you just said Warner Brothers, and I expanded out that further, that's so better. it's like Harry Potter, Batman, Bucks Bunny. Looney Tunes, like, all yeah. of that stuff, I think I would pay for it. That that sounds a little bit more tempting. Yes. Um, so you just take Warner Brothers and just go, hey, make a channel. You got all your DC shows. You got all your DC movies. You got, I mean, you can then throw in... The Nolans, which obviously some people, <laughs> but you you know what you know what happened. It would be exclusive to Time Warner, and Time Warner would be bitches about it, and you would only be able to get it by subscribing to their TV. So, which would be dumb. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if it wasn't like if they just did the app like they do for Disney XD and um, yes, Fox, which we're FX, getting, which we're getting very close to. Yeah, I just think that like. You know, they need to... If Warner Brothers is only concerned with money, which they really do seem to be... Most because remember that money. you can't you can't watch CW on demand. You can only watch it on, like, the apps. Um, or you have to get it on Hulu. Hulu is, like, the main one, but you have to... You go to CW online. I don't know if you can watch the full shows. You can watch CW Seed shows on there right, for free. I, I'm like, <coughs> on my on demand, there is no the CW on demand. Oh, like, okay, so I, I know what you're talking I about. I have to record every week. Gotcha. I, I know what you're talking about. Demand. I watch on Hulu. It's weird. Um, so I think that has a lot to do with uh, Warner Brothers trying to make money. Yeah. Which, you know, is it's kicked them in the ass in the past. So I want, I want them to kind of, like, either take a turn and not being as greedy about stuff because I just don't feel like they've done the best job at getting to this point now they're at a great point and they can't mess that up i just think that keep kind of doing what you've been doing and make some small improvements you know we didn't mention real quick just going back did we ever see or will we ever see captain boomerang again who was introduced on, we, on Arrow we and talked, Flash and the crossover, and then we haven't seen him since Suicide got announced. I think we talked about this in the last podcast. Okay. Um, that we mentioned that because he's in, he's going to be a character in Suicide Squad, they just removed him. Yeah, they just literally It's kind of shitty when you have a great... It sucks for that actor, too. It sucks for that actor. <clears throat> it sucks for the fans because we're getting the rogues. And there's rumors that Mirror Master will show up this season. Um, so without that snarky Captain Boomerang... Not that Snark isn't Leonard Stark or anything, but um, I just feel like maybe they should have kept Captain Boomerang out of the out of Suicide Squad movie and made him just kept him in the Flash. But who knows? Maybe that means he'll show up in the Flash movie, stuff like that. So we'll get. We really have to wait and see what's going to happen. Um, one thing that we need to talk about is the appearance of Wally West. Oh yeah, let's. It's kind of going to wrap up. Let's wrap up um, the first half of Flash season two by talking about the major bombshell of um, now Iris's mother came back. um, Joe had made her believe that she was dead. Made Iris made Iris believe that she was dead. She was a drug addict. It ends up ends up that she left um, and had a son that Joe never knew about, and this was a big reveal and emotional and very actually very dramatic and a yeah. good good and what's twist. his name jesse god damn what's that actor's name 
Anyways, the guy who plays Joe West is, like, one of the greatest actors on that show. Jesse L. Martin. Yeah, Jesse L. Martin is, like, just the best. Like, that guy, Mm -hmm. I don't ever cry, but I get real close. Yeah, he makes me want to cry. Yeah. (laughs) He makes me, like, the idea of crying because Mm -hmm. of how good his acting is. But, uh, yeah, so Christmas Day, they beat all of the the rogues. and and... The great, the great return of Mark, Mark Hamill, the trickster. He's yeah. so good. Um, and then you know you, we meet Wally, and Wally, as we know, is an well, he's another speedster in the DC world. Wally became the Flash after, after Barry, Barry Allen died in Infinite uh, Crisis and Infinite. Which the kids don't die in this show. They die. <laughs> We've seen the newspaper. Um, yeah, but he gets whisked away by a crisis. Yep. Yeah. So, <clears throat> will Wally West become a speedster? Most likely. Uh, we also have no oh. Harrison Wells' daughter. Harrison Wells, two. Yeah. Uh, daughter. What's her name? Um, shit. So she's another yeah. uh, potential speedster. Now, for that one, I feel like Zoom is probably going to force her to become a speedster. Like, somehow, and, like, that messes with Harrison, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like that makes sense. As far as Wally becoming a speedster, I'm curious as to how that's going to play out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's going to be really crazy. And plus, the whole circumstances behind becoming a speedster are, you know, we had to have the particle accelerator in this one. Like, how does anyone else even become one? Like, do we even know how Eobor Thawne became one? No, I don't think we do. So we only know how Barry became a speedster. That's another thing that like they really have not explored as far as like how are these other people like how are the Earth Two villains becoming Earth Two villains? How do they have powers? Like we don't know that. So there's a, there's a lot of like little teases that you know we have a lot more uh, questions that need to be answered. But I like it because they have 24 episodes to do these things. And that's, I guess that's the best thing about the show is that it doesn't, it hasn't slowed down, which is, you can make a <laughs> joke out of that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it's just, it Run, just gets, Run. <laughs> it's, it's better and better, especially when you can bring back a character like Wells and, and oh. make him even better than he was in the first season. You know, yeah. it was kind of disappointing that he became the bad guy at the same time I liked it. But now he's like, He's such a like a cynical bastard. Yeah. And it's like just but you know dick. he's a good guy. And yeah. he's like trying to do the right thing to save his daughter. Um and and that's it. It's ugh. it's a great show. And I can't wait to tomorrow. It's been too long. A month is too long. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what other uh, what closing statements do you wanna have about Arrow and Flash and Nothing. I think that, you know, Arrow is you know, it was Sometimes you get worried that, you know, in a, as you get more of a mature show, uh, you know, it's in its fourth year now, um, that it could slow down, but we mentioned that it's probably one of our favorite seasons. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. The All the speculation about The Flash season two about it being rebooted and all this stuff never came true. What? Remember that, where they're like, oh, it's... He's going to change the time period, and he's going to, they're going to have to do the whole season over uh, again, and weird shit like that. Yeah, Whatever. No, that would have been lame. The, the important thing to remember about these shows, and what I love about it, is the character interaction. Um, and just the writing and the actors, they make the show so good. Yeah. Um, that, you know, purists 
basement nerds, they all want to bitch about these shows and how they're not the real representations of the characters, but... Barry Allen doesn't have blonde hair. Nah. At the end of the day, would you rather see something that's more accurate and not as good, or do you want to see something that everybody can enjoy? Because that's what it's doing. It's not just about the purists and what they want. It's about what people that, like, say, our wives, you know, they weren't really ever into that... Now they love these shows. Yeah, it's something they want to learn more. more. They want to learn more, and the comic book companies are benefiting because now you have, you know, putting it on the CW. I don't want to downplay it as like a female centric network, but a lot of the shows are. <laughs> like, I mean, that's just the the point of it. And not only so you got male viewers tuning into a network that maybe male viewers wouldn't have, and then you have female viewers learning about these comic book properties and then becoming female comic book readers so you know what i mean like it's just a cw you know it's a win-win for them and it's a win-win for warner brothers so it's it's, it's the same thing like um when dc comics realized oh man, man maybe we should have a supergirl ongoing going you know happening and all of a sudden they start putting it out it's like oh super comic pop- yeah it was ridiculous. That was, like, one of the stupidest things. Like, you were making a TV show <laughs> based off of a strong female character who hasn't had her own individual comic book in years, and you don't automatically just coincide it with a comic? Like, how stupid are you? I like, just, that's I just, just a dumb... That was, like, a dumb thing. I just feel like they're still kind of, like, treading water. There's oh, like in the comic book realm, they there's certainly red, there's are. There's red tape somewhere that they just... I don't get it because this is the kind of stuff that helps sell your books. It helps people get introduced to the characters and it's the reason why people go and buy comic books. Yeah. Like get with the time. I don't know why there's not a comic book that's Barry. That's not green arrow and flash crossover comic. Like, like that's brave, what they should do. Like the name of this episode, brave, the, brave. They the really should. Honestly, that's based off of the, of the TV show characters yeah, exactly. that are just like weird side adventures that these two happen to go on. Yep. Like, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> just do it. Yeah. Like if, you know, they do it on, uh, what is it? Avengers assemble. Those are, you know, they had earth's mightiest heroes, which was one of the greatest cartoons ever. And they shut it down because of the Avengers movie being as popular as it is. And then they come out with Avengers Assemble, which is the cartoon, you know, characterizations of those characters that we saw in the movie. Guess what? Another popular cartoon because of the movie. And now there's four of them that spun out. Like, there's that. There's the Ultimate Spider-Man. <clears throat> well, that was already... The Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, Guardians came out. And there's the Hulk one. And they all cross over Agents the characters. Smash. It's, yeah. It's like... Marvel does a very smart job when it comes to that. Um, That's the only thing they do smart as far as their cartoons go. Yeah. But, anywho, um, yeah, really excited to see what's going to be ahead. You know, stay tuned for the the next Brave and the Bold episode at the end of these years, and, uh, you know, in May, and we'll talk about how everything all shaped up. Any predictions of the future for the end of these seasons? So that we can go back in uh, five months and say, oh, you were way off. (laughs) I'm going to say it's going to be more like June, which is what's going on with you in May, my friend. Um, but oh well, yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to speculate too much um, because I we've gotten caught in that in the past. It's fun to go back and kind of like. Oh, I just like to. It's such a. It's such a dumbass, Chris. Um, I I would like to see John Wesley Ship somehow be Zoom. Um, I want to see some kind of crazy thing spin out of that. Um, the way that when I look at that character's eyes, it reminds me of him, I think, a little bit. 
um, and just like his build and everything. So that'd be interesting. I want to see um, the outcome of what happens when Garad goes to Gorilla City. Um, on Arrow, I want to see I want to see a major character die. I think it's time. Um, I think it's time for him to start moving towards uh, the less family Team Arrow thing to more of a I'm a standalone hero who fights really? with Yeah, I just think it's going to happen eventually. And I, mean, yeah, I don't think so. Don't I think Team Arrow is the reason why we watch the show. We do, but it's like... Well, I mean, he isn't in the comics. It's him and yeah. the son, maybe? Maybe Red Arrow? But... Uh, the Connor Hawk thing can eventually happen, I think. But it'll I think we're going to see Earth to his son show up. and He's Green Arrow in that world. Don't or his you father, think his dad? It was his father. It, they say that in the show that is that Oliver died on the boat and Robert, Robert Queen came back and set the city straight. Oh, okay. Um, but who knows? But I could still see that in another Earth, his son being a Green Arrow, and um, Captain Lance will probably die. Laurel and him will probably be together by the end of the season. And for Flash. I hate to agree with you because I don't want it to happen, but yeah. I could see Patty dying. Oh, yeah, we didn't even say that. Um, oh, we didn't say that? <laughs> we didn't say that. it off air? I, yeah, we said that in breakfast this morning, but oh, I, th- yeah. I think that's I think there's something major tragic coming for him and Patty. Um, <laughs> Not that he hasn't had enough for tragedy to be in his life. Right. But Zoom is, Zoom is a bad <laughs> motherfucker, and he's yeah. going to do some nasty stuff. Yeah, I think um, Zoom will probably end up killing him. So... But, and we could also see one of the good guys turn bad. We could see Caitlyn turn into Killer Frost, or we could see Cisco be an evil vibe. Yeah. Like, and leave the team, like, honestly. There's some confirmed things about what's going to happen with Killer Frost this season, but I won't spoil it too much. Um, but be on the lookout for that. There's also been the talk how Ronnie is going to return. Is um, Demon Storm? Death Storm. Death Storm? Yep. Okay, yeah. Um, and, like I said... Maybe another rogue is on the way. So, um, the the more and more we see stuff like that, the happier I am. Um, and the mere fact that Legends of Tomorrow exists, it looks epic, um, and has the ability to take us and introduce us to a whole slew of new characters. We have a triple crossover episode like this year. Ripple. No, you think about it, episode eighteen could be like all of them. I think it would be interesting <laughs> to do like a future episode. Like down the line, to see, that crisis to see where we're at. That's the way to do it. <laughs> they probably would fall out of the crisis. Yeah, who knows? Um, it's a. It would be a good way to tie everything together. Um, so I'm very excited for Legends tomorrow. I can't wait. I can't wait till Flash and Arrow return this week and we see what happens to our favorite superheroes. That's right. So where can you find Towel Light Talk? Towel Light Talk is on a thing called the internet. Uh, <laughs> The, our website is don'tforgetatowel.com, the only way to travel geekly. Uh, check us out daily for uh, news, reviews, interviews, interviews <laughs> the whole slew of geekly, uh, the geekly things that happen online. Uh, we're also on the social medias. Casey, tell them about that. We're on Instagram, uh, Instagram Twitter, um, and Facebook. 
uh, forward slash, don't forget to tell one. Uh, everything else is dfattowel. Um, and then you can listen to us on iTunes and Stitcher, which I hope is where you're, you're listening to us now. If it's on iTunes, rate, review us, subscribe to us. That'd be awesome. Spread it to your friends. It'll only help us uh, get better, reach more. Um, and we do have a donation page set up on the main uh, website for Don't Forget a Towel, where you can uh, support us, give us a kickback. We'll put it towards the show, better equipment, um, more trips for Chris and I to actually do live recordings together, <laughs> which sounds better every time. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot to mention that this is a live recording. We're in the same room for once. Yeah, usually uh, it's across oceans <laughs> to do it. But, or at least, uh, at least the mountain range in Harvest. Yeah. Or uh, Google Hangouts, yeah. <laughs> but thank God for Google Hangouts and technology. That's right. Uh, so, all right, this is Casey saying, uh, you know, you have failed this podcast. <laughs> And this is Chris. I am not the fastest man alive. Mm-hmm.